Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is in your life today. We are back on another Tuesday, and it is the day before Valentine's Day. Yay! Hey, you know what that means. The day before Madam Web hits the big screen. And I gotta tell ya, even though I haven't seen the movie yet, and me and my significant other, my girlfriend, that's actually visiting me right now in North Carolina, we're gonna go ahead and see it tomorrow, but... In terms of what the numbers look, I mean, good God. Oh, my God. Last week, it's funny. Last week, I said a video. I said a video. I made a video on how I believe that Dakota 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 Johnson was being lied to, brainwashed into thinking that maybe that she was tricked into accepting this movie, thinking it was going to be a part of the MCU. And for the last literally couple of weeks, when you see Dakota Johnson on, you know, trying to promote the movie, doing press tours, you know, uh, getting in front of the banner with her and, you know, Miss Sweeney, Sydney Sweeney, it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, does she look bored? Or is that really how she looks? Now, of course, some people tell me that's exactly how she looks, which is, you know, neither here nor there. But... I think that she's extremely bored with this movie. And I truly believe that she believes that this movie is going to bomb heavily. Well, if you're living under a rock and you look at it, you look at Rotten Tomatoes right now, it is not a good number. (laughs) It is not a good number. And I don't mean to laugh because I don't want this movie to fail from the very get-go. But at the same time, it's one of those questions where you have to ask yourself... Whenever a movie is being made, especially under the Sony universe, what exactly was it for? What exactly was the purpose? What exactly was the reason for a movie like this to even be made in the first place? And if you were to come to me and be like, well, this is the movie that's going to tie in everything. Everything meaning every character that in some way, shape, or form affects Spider-Man, his rogue gallery, the villains... And the ones that they're individual stories within the Sony Cinematic Universe. And then you look at it and you're like, huh. But out of all people, why Madam Web? I mean, quite frankly, Madam Web is the character that brought all the Spider characters together. Especially from the animated studios or the animated show way back in the 90s. Which is far superior than almost anything of what's going on right now. And you look at it and you think about it. You're like, huh. Wouldn't it make sense to do the exact same thing? Wouldn't it make sense to just have her, or maybe not do the same thing, but just have Madam Web be a side character? Because that's exactly what she is. There's no need for her to have her own movie. There's no need for her to have her own, you know, storyline. But maybe Dakota Johnson's character is going to turn into the old Madam Web eventually. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. 
at this point, it's at this point, I truly believe this. I feel like Sony is at the position where they're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and then seeing what sticks. No seasoning, no paprika, no salt, no pepper, no none of that bullshit. But at the same time, it's one of those things where you have to think about it and you're like, you know what? I'll treat this as a guilty pleasure. I will see this through to the end. We're going to try to enjoy it as best we can. And after the end of the movie, we're going to be like, well, that happened. And that was something. And that was neither here nor there. So, I don't know. Be on the lookout for tomorrow or Thursday night so I can talk about Madam Web and then get that out of the way. But aside from that, I hope that you guys are doing fantastic so far. I hope that you guys enjoyed the Super Bowl that actually transpired over the weekend. My teams were already done. The Ravens and the Bills, they were already done. And I know it's not a football podcast, but we did talk about, or we are going to talk about, what actually did transpire during the Super Bowl. And that was the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. Ooh, oh my goodness. And it was a fun trailer. Oh my God. It's probably one of the best trailers that we've seen in God knows how long. Because this is Ryan Reynolds doing his shtick. This is Ryan Reynolds at his peak. And it's so funny because there were so many rumors behind the scenes of whether Ryan was going to have some kind of pushback or some kind of conflict with the creators from Disney. Because let's be honest, with Disney and their family-friendly type of product and their family-friendly content... We were thinking, okay, there's no way Deadpool 3 was going to get made. Because if you remember, all those years ago, Disney was the one that bought off Fox. They bought off Fox and they bought off the characters. So then you think about it, you're like, okay, if there's going to be a Deadpool 3, are they going to let him cut loose? Is he going to be the mercenary, the merc with the mouth, the guy that can do not all, that can fuck shit up every single time and can kill people, blood, guts, sex everywhere. Well, I'm pretty sure for Disney, there's going to be some pushback to that, which I already just discussed. But according to the trailer, I don't think that's what it is. I think that they're finally going to let him do his own thing, which is perfect. And the fact that he was able, well, I don't know if it was his idea or if it was Kevin Feige's idea to bring back Hugh Jackman after the perfect send-off for Logan back in 2017. I honestly don't know. What I do know is Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are great friends, and they're awesome together. They really are. So the fact that we get to see a great movie coming out July 26th was literally just a, just, well, what are we? February, March, April, May, June, July. Five months away. Five months away to watch the epicness of Deadpool 3. From the trailer, you know, you have to break it down just a tiny bit. Of course, the TVA, which is funny, because if you haven't seen Loki, you're going to have to do some homework in terms of who the hell are these guys? Who the hell are these guys in terms of trying to come after our good old man Wade Wilson Deadpool? Who the hell? Who the hell are you? Who the fuck are these guys? And if you have not watched Loki, then you're going to be completely lost in terms of who the hell these guys are. If you have watched Loki, alrighty, you got the TVA. And it looks like it's a completely different division of the TVA. And, uh, you know, either Deadpool is going to be working with them, or he probably might go rogue and they're going to be going after him because they realize that maybe he's broken a canon event, or he made a nexus point 
Because if you remember, at the ending of Deadpool 2, he goes back in time, and he saves Vanessa, and he saves certain members, or all of the members, of the X-Force. Which is so funny to me that you look on Twitter and you look on X right now, and a lot of people are like, oh, I, I thought he died, and I thought he died, and I thought he died. And I'm like, this is why you need to stick around and stay for the post credit scenes. Oh my goodness. But, to neither here nor there. According from the trailer, Pyro is back, which is awesome. There's going to be a lot of... The, the cinematography, just from the trailer alone, looks awesome. And I'm pretty sure Ryan Reynolds had way much more of a pull to make this his own movie. Both he and Hugh Jackman. Because if you're going to bring them back and come back for an epic movie like this, damn well better be sure that they're going to have a lot more control over the creative side of everything. Because... We're going to talk about the creatives in just in a little while after my ranting video the other day. Oh, trust me on that one. I will say this, though. There's already been a couple of questions in asking whether Deadpool 3 is going to save the MCU or if it's going to destroy the MCU. And what I mean by that is if it's going to be its destruction or its salvation. And depending on how you look at it, you could either have it in both ways, depending on your perspective. On one hand, you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, they're harping hard on Deadpool 3, and they're harping hard on Daredevil, where these are the only two figures right now that can possibly save the MCU or the MCU to some of you, in terms of saving it right now and doing what they knew that needs to be done to get them back out of the hole that they've dug themselves so deep in the past few years post-Endgame. And you're probably thinking, okay, this is, the, this is it. These are the two figures that are going to save the MCU. They can't go bottom from here. They just can't. Here's the thing with that, and here's my personal opinion. If you believe that they're going to save the MCU, then that means that every single piece of content that comes on after has to be maybe not as good, but decent just underneath Deadpool. The content has to be acceptable. There can't be no mediocre bullshit. There can't be nothing that fails, at least not from this point moving forward. Because if you're going to set Deadpool 3 on a high pedestal, then anything that comes after has to remain close to what it is that you produced. And according to Kevin Feige or Bob Iger or whoever it is that is on the higher-ups, they're going to focus more on less content and focus more on quality, which if it seems like they've been saying this for years. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you have to think about it, and you're like, alright, if it destroys the MCU, that means that either everything has to be rebooted from this point forward, or the this has to mark so high in terms of where it is that nothing can compare to it. In my opinion... I feel like it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. And here's the reason why. If Spider-Man No Way Home, which I understand was a Sony movie, if Spider-Man No Way Home was not enough to change any perspective of any movie that came on after that, because remember, Spider-Man No Way Home came out in 2021. If Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which was very, very well received, if movies after that... Which, remember, it was the Marvels after that. Granted, the production started years ago, but 
that's neither here nor there. If no other content comes on after that could be as good or as great as Deadpool 3, we might as well throw the towel and be like, you know what? Screw it. We're done. We're done. I can't tell you how many people that I talk to on a daily basis right now where they're like, I am done with the MCU. I am so far behind. I don't want to do this anymore. Wake me or call me when something good comes around. And that's exactly what's going to be. So I feel like for this movie, that's going to be one of the most highly anticipated movies right now. That is no doubt going to cross a billion dollars at the global box office. It's just one of those things where it's like, hey, it was a great movie during the year. Now we can get back to what it should be done. What should be done. So for Deadpool 3, I know it's going to do fantastic. I know it will. But is it going to save the MCU? I don't think so. Is it going to destroy it? No. Because... I feel like the creatives behind the scenes are going to double down so hardly on their vision for the MCU or the MCU that nothing is going to change their minds. Not the raving from the fans, not the piss poor global box numbers, nothing. So to each their own, to each their own. Speaking of creatives, it's a perfect segue to get into this. Last week, I make a video. I make a video. I made a video last week, and it was a it was a a collaboration of a few clips that has piqued my interest. And I released this on TikTok and on YouTube Shorts. And I'm gonna play the video right now. I don't know if I can show it on the camera. By the way, I'm on camera. I don't know if I can show it on camera right now because I don't want to get in trouble for copyrighted reasons, but I'm going to play this for the microphone and you're going to see exactly what I mean. If you haven't seen it, then by all means, go on my YouTube channel, go to YouTube Shorts, and you can see on how pissed off I was. For those of you that are just listening onto the audio, bear with, bear with. I titled this video, This Explains Everything. So... With that being said, here we go. And in three, two, one. I was not very steeped in the comics. I didn't I didn't read any comics or do any research. I wasn't familiar with comics. I wasn't familiar with movies. We didn't lean into a whole lot of the history of the comic books. Yeah, candidly, we were not enormous um, comic fans. I wasn't super into superhero comics when I was a kid. I read a lot of, like, indie press stuff. First thing I was told is don't read the comics. Really? As a creator, they put you in a bubble. They don't let you talk about any of the other projects, right? You know, they're, they're up for anything. We ultimately decided to redefine it for the series and thought that it worked uh, better for the story that we're trying to tell. Did you ever read the... the, the, the you, you've never read the comic book. When the DVD comes out, I'm going to read a full comic book and just see where we went wrong. That was the ending of the video. That was the ending of the video, and after I did, after I watched all of that, and I heard it time and time again, I screamed. Oh boy, did I scream. Now, I've been trying really hard to figure out how I, I was going to go about this. Every fiber of my being wants to say, fuck it, this is it, I'm done, fuck this shit. I'm I'm through, it's over, kaput, whatever. 
Then I had to think long, long and hard because if you remember, for the past few weeks, I've been talking so much on how I want to give these guys a chance. A chance for them to explain themselves in terms of how and why did the MCU fall so hard post-Endgame. I was trying my very hardest to look at it from their perspective. To think for one second that anyone that is a creative, whether you're a writer, a producer, a director, anyone. And if you are... First of all, it's never easy to make a movie. It's never easy to make a show. I understand that. I understand the level of stress and the magnitude and the the standards of what someone has to go through and what someone has to put up on in order to make any piece of content for Hollywood. I've never done it myself. And I can imagine how stressful it is. Especially when those projects are owned by a multi-billion dollar corporation and you are tasked to make content either on a monthly basis or whatever whatever the case may be. But after I heard that, it dawned on me that was not the case. Pretty much everything that you just heard was either a writer or someone, whether they worked on Echo, they worked on She-Hulk, the, the last one was Taika Waititi and he was talking about Thor, saying that he never read a comic book, and a couple of them were said, were even told that they were never supposed to read one, that they shouldn't read one. Now, this might be my way of thinking, okay, maybe this is Disney's way or the higher-ups' way, whoever it is that makes the decisions. Maybe it's their way of saying, we don't want the movie to be just like the comics. We want to do our own thing. We don't want people that have read the comics to easily be influenced or easily expect what's going to happen within a movie. And I can completely understand that. Because if you read a book, and you know more or less of what's going to happen uh, for a movie, sometimes the experience, it becomes less thrilling or less satisfying. It's one of the main reasons why I don't read books before movies. Because I feel like if I do that first, I'm going to spoil myself whenever I watch a movie. So I was thinking so hard to give them a pass. And that's exactly how I am. I, I look at it from another perspective. I look at it from their perspective in terms of why they make these certain decisions. And for a very long time, whether you look at Nia DaCosta, whether you look at Brie Larson, whether you look at um, Taika Waititi, you look at uh, anyone, anyone that has had a hand in superhero content in the past few years, and you're thinking to yourself, There has to be a reason. There has to be a reason why you think this way. There has to be a reason why you're doubling down so much on the identity politics and the MCU and the forefront and everything else. There has to be a reason. And I hear that and I drop everything. And it's baffling to me. I can't even find the words to express how extremely angry and extremely pissed off I am this to me my opinion take it as you will this to me is self-sabotage from the very get-go that's what this is 
This is their way of saying we don't care about the source material. We don't care about the passionate fans. We don't care about how it turns out. That's what this is to me. And it it is outrageous in many, many aspects that they continue to boil down and continue to turn out this type of content every single time in the past few years. And it took their lowest common denominator, the one that had failed the most in terms of the global box office, the Marvels, barely surpassing $200 million worldwide for them to finally maybe get their shit together. And that video that I basically just played for you, for the sound and for, you know, the video in front of me, all the reasons and me being naive and me looking at the other side, me looking at the other coin is now out the window. This tells me there really is no hope for the MCU. There really isn't. Oh, let me rephrase that. There, There is a slight bit of hope, but now it's at the point where we can't really expect anything anymore. We really can't. Because if they haven't learned their lesson till now, I don't know what, I don't know what can be done. You, it's, it's like trying to teach an old dog new tricks. But the old dog keeps on doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And they're very well trained to do it. And all of a sudden they're still doing the bad thing. This is a terrible analogy, but you get my point here. You get my point. I have never been so outraged in my life after hearing that. And it only shows me, and there were tons of people, tons of people that I know, tons of people that are within my inner circle in the voiceover community. They tell me the same thing. Garcia, why do you continue going? Why do you continue to go on with this? Why do you continue to do this to yourself? Why do you continue to put yourself out there for content that is not even good? It feels like a terrible relationship at this point. It's a one-sided relationship where you want to grab on and hold on to the good times of what has happened previously, what happened years ago. I hear you. And the majority of you may be right. And the majority of you that have turned your back on the MCU, that have turned your back on superhero content, and the MCU is not by itself, of course. The DC Extended Universe, the Sony Cinematic Universe, everything of what's been going on in the past few years has been mediocre to just downright terrible. But here's the thing with me. The superhero genre is my brand. I look to certain heroes essentially as not only just heroes, but essentially gods at this point. I know, I know, I may be overdoing it when I say that, but if you remember the song Something Just Like This, what is that song about? I want something just like this. That whole song is about someone, either a little boy or whoever you are, that looks to these heroes and these Greek figures and these historical figures like gods. Because we cherish them a lot more than anything else. And that's exactly how I am. 
Plus, I'm a fanatic. It's just who I am. So whether content is good or bad or indifferent in any single way, I'm still, I'm still going to continue to be a fan at it. But here's the difference. They may continue to do whatever they want to do with the identity politics and the bad writing and the incompetent directors and the bad creative teams and them saying, oh, we've never read comic books, so we don't know the source material. Oh, we don't really care. We want to do this different because we want to appease to the masses, which is only 5% of the human population, or whatever the case may be. You can do all of that. But I'm going to still stay true to myself. Because if there's one thing of reading comic books and watching the animated shows and reading manga and watching movies and storytelling and everything else, what every single one of them have in common is the fact that they stay true to themselves. And that's exactly the type of person that I am. I stay true to myself with honor, with integrity, as best I can. I'm not perfect. Nobody else is. And I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, if they're going to continue to doing what they do, I'm going to do what I do with the superhero content of what I perceive myself to be. With all of the themes of what goes on in the comic book industry. Honor, self-sacrifice, responsibility, and everything else. Every single theme that you can think of that these heroes stand for, I'm going to do the exact same thing. So I'm going to continue watching. I'm going to continue praising. And sure, there's going to be moments where I'm going to be like, you know what? This is bad. This is horrible. And I will not be afraid to say it. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say, you know what? This can be better. These guys can do what they want to do. I'm going to do what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to do what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be that hero that you crave, uh, that you that you look up to. When the bat signal hits the sky, whenever my friends wants to come out of nowhere and ask me for help in any way, shape, or form, guess what? I'm going to be there. And God damn it, I'm talking about this so passionately because every single thing of what these people said behind the scenes where they do not care about storytelling one-on-one, whether they're told to or not, I'm going to be different. So, with that being said, Let them continue to make bad product. Let them continue to make bad content. Let them continue to do whatever it is that they want to do and continue to lose money at the global box office. Go ahead. Do you, boo-boo. Do you, boo-boo. I'm going to continue doing my own thing. So, that's neither here nor there. I hope you took something away from this. But... We're only just starting. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear and if you like what you saw, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, the like button. Go ahead to comment and share the best way you know how. Like, subscribe, comment, do what the young kids do nowadays. And if anything else, you can hit me up, voiceofgarcia.com. You can email me directly, Mike at Voice of Garcia, for your questions, comments, or concerns. And if you disagree with me in any single way, or if you want to vet your opinions in any way, go ahead. Let's chat. Let's talk about it. I'll put more content online. I'll put more things up. And that's all there is to it. I know there were a couple of more things that was going on with the Hulk stuff and 
you know, on the fact that Mark Ruffalo says that he's returning for Captain America 4, but Variety says that he's not. I don't know. Like, that dude, Mark Ruffalo, he spoils so much shit behind the scenes. I rarely pay attention to what he does. I really don't. All I can say is, because Captain America 4 has been rewritten and reshot over and over and over again, I don't even have hope for that either. So, it's why it's barely worth mentioning. But, with anything else... Have fun tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day to all. Hope you and your significant other have a fabulous, wonderful time. And I will come back either Thursday night to talk about Madam Web, Dakota Johnson, Sydney. I was going to say Sweeney Todd. I don't know why I keep saying Sweeney Todd. Sydney Sweeney and everybody else. And whether this movie is actually good, if not great or better than our good old friend and bad movie, Morbius. With that being said... Have a great time. And as always, when it comes to comic book news, games, shows, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it, and you read about it, and I talk about it, controversial or otherwise, stay safe, till next time, and always, always look out for each other. I'm done, I'm through. Peace out.